1: And that time of year, as always, Boxhead rolls around. Round one, we're here.
0: We are. It's come around. around quick, but we're here. We've done our preview. Ready yep. for a big year. It'll be the, uh, the biggest and best yet.
1: 100%. percent uh, i got to thank everyone who has listened to the Season Preview podcast. As always, the number's going up, which is the most positive thing and the thing we always want to see every single year. Make sure you share us with other league lovers. Share us around. Spread the word. Rate, review us on iTunes after a lot of demand. For the last few years, I haven't been able to get us on Spotify. That is now a part of Boom's platform. So for those that have asked and listened on Spotify, you will now find the fifth and last NRL podcast on the website, which is obviously a real positive, Brock. Um, you can still listen to it on Apple, though, and on Audio Audioboom. Like most people, we use iTunes for a lot of our podcasts, Brock. I have a lot of people message me sometimes asking where they can find it. I'm assuming the majority of people probably have iPhones, so that's the best way probably to get it. If not, if you're on a Google phone, Samsung, anything else, Spotify is probably your best bet or the Audio Boom app. And on that note, if you haven't listened to the Season Preview podcast, time is running out. Boxhead kickoff on Thursday between the Eels and the Dogs. So for anyone out there who hasn't got onto that yet, in-depth about all 16 clubs, our predictions this season, over-unders, best bets, premieres, minor premieres, and our top eights. Tonight we'll also give you Mr. Gossip's top eight in his premiere. A little bit of news from him as well as far as some stuff that's going on. But basically, Brock, there's no reviews this week, no fan questions, a few of the bits and pieces we usually do. Power rankings don't start till later in the year. So we're basically just going to talk about what's going on with the lineups, the first round matchups, what we think, and a couple of bets, mate. That sounds good. The simple stuff. Bit of pub off. chat. So, yeah, I guess get right into it. First up, Eels versus Dogs is where we're kicking off the season at Bank West Stadium. This Thursday night, absolute cracker. I think probably venue-wise the best choice as far as starting a brand-new season and trying to get it filled up. We know that Thursday game has been a real difficult one for myself, yourself the last few years. I honestly preferred Monday night football, but if there was ever a stadium or a place to probably put a game and a rivalry sort of game, this is not a bad one to start with. Unfortunately, for the Bulldogs side of things, they lost two players today due to some stupidity. So Jaden Ockenball and Corey were... Harawira Naira, who's very, very important, I thought was going to be a key factor for the Dogs, is out. And the Eels, they are absolutely stacked by the looks of things. So going through those lineups, Brock, uh, I think the Eels look really, really good. No surprise, the back line. Wunga Blake, they got over late last year. Sevo, clear to play for the time being. Ferguson, Jenny Scutherson. You've got Campbell Gillard now with Paulo, Lane, Madison, Brown. Forward Pat looks very, very stacked. And the bench, I was wondering what the makeup was going to be. Takarengi bit of utility value, I guess. He can play multiple positions, but between Nicora, Evans and Terrapa, you've got offloads, footwork and impact. I think it's a very, very good
0: setup. It's a good-looking side, definitely, and I like the inclusion of Nathan Brown. I think he's going to add yeah, a lot to that team. I missed him course. last year in their finals run. Regan Campbell-Gillard is the one for me. I want to see how he goes yeah. with the new club. Needs to start. Uh, Junior Paulo, has he trimmed down a little? Uh, that'll probably make him more effective. Ryan Madison to the back row. Look, you look at the Parramatta team, one to seventeen, and they've they've certainly got a um, a good looking roster, yep. don't they? So you'd expect them to be right up there this year. I have my reservations just because of the history of Parramatta. Yep. Fair when enough. they
1: when they're expected to do well. Expected
0: to do well, they just don't handle it. However, I do think Brad Arthur's the best coach they've had at Parramatta since Brian Smith. So if anyone can. Steal them and, and toughen them and get them prepared for the hype and keep them focused. I think it's Brad Arthur. And we saw the the effect that Bankwest has yeah. uh, on them and just on the game in general. It makes for a greater spectacle. And as you said, the the issues today with the Bulldogs...
1: Not a good start. You've already got look, yourself... Look, I was
0: waiting for it, and I wanted to say it in the preview. The team that has the off-field drama always struggles
1: it's possibly only going to be a week or two. They've handed to the integrity unit. There's been a bit of detail. I don't want to talk about it. I'm sick of talking about rugby league drama. But for them, Christian Crichton has had to come onto a wing instead of having Ockenbohr, which we talked about in our preview, the big yardage game of Dallin, Meany, Remus, Hopwade. Last year, they were so big on just getting set starts off their back five, which helped out that forward pack. You've got your Tolmans, your Jacksons, Elliott. They're all workhorse-like guys. They don't really have good tackle breakers, guys that get rolling rucks. They really need to push, have players around the football, try and get out of the advantage line cycle, lower a low penalty, high completion kind of team and is grinding into the dirt. And looking at this now, that's definitely going to have to be the case because the one person who does add a spark in that forward pack and create something for him is and Naira. He's not playing. Yeah, He's the only kind of guy there that gets an offload. So um, I'm not too sure how they're going to approach this in regards to their forward pack, but I think they'd go back to what I just said then. Looking at the bench, Fatala Mariners back early from injury, ran off to Margo. They're going to be looking for a little bit of impact there, but low minute players... Who have had surgery. Jerry Marshall King off shoulder surgery, there's no doubt. I think they're gonna hammer him through the middle. And Brandon Wakem, definitely a bit of a spark plug. We wonder where the points are coming from in the spine, but also again defensively, I think he's gonna get batted.
0: He can play. I like Brandon. He can Wakeham. definitely play. Uh on Lewis makes his return in the seven. It'll just be interesting to see where they can carry over that um, momentum that they built up at the back end of last year, particularly with their defense. Yeah. And where are the points coming from?
1: And I think they're obviously at... the
0: concerns, but like you said, they look very workmanlike. Jackson Simpson, Elliot, Tolman, yeah. Napa, Marshall King—they look like they're going to high completion, be tough.
1: low error, low penalty, Correct. So, kick well,
0: and that bodes well for round one. Yeah. And Parramatta—I like, think you'd rather play Para now. You'd yeah. rather play these better sides. Like I think Penrith Roosters—we're going to get to that game, but. I think it's a perfect time to get the Roosters as well. So you just got to take advantage of it. Kick, play your game.
1: Parramatta, really looking forward to seeing the combination between Moses and Brown after another offseason. Gutherson, Mahoney, they had a real good year last year. I think Brown only gets better. Moses needs to step forward now. Last year, almost got the Dalian medal. Now they've got all the weapons. a Blake back from shoulder surgery, maybe a bit underdone. Sevo, Ferguson, they've got the yardage game. Like we said, the rotation on the bench. The forward pack's so diverse. Lane, skillful, big, whole runner can pass. Madison ticks all those boxes. Brown's got an offload to tip on. Paulo, Gillard. I think the one thing I saw in the trial against Penriff early on was the ability to offload. The only problem was they made errors off the back offloads or they pushed the envelope too much. If they can roll, make their offloads effective and get early board to these outside backs, I don't really like to call this stuff in round one, but this could be a blight. But if they make errors and they're all disciplined and they get a bit too excited and the Bulldogs do what we said and just grind them out and roll up field, could get ugly. But this one, your tip rock? I'll tip the eels. Yeah, We've got a clean sweep there. Mr. Gossip, he's also on the eels. I'm on the eels as well. And looking at the odds for this game, box the Parramatta Eels are a dollar thirty three favorites. 325 for the Bulldogs. The line there is nine and a half. Is there anything you'd like in this game if you're gonna have a bet? Is there something you would look at?
0: What was the uh, what was the line?
1: Nine and a half.
0: No, I'd, I'd probably take the dogs with a nine and a half.
1: Yeah, one to twelve power two eighty two fifteen is <laughs> and under. And plus. Have they got an over
0: under total uh, points. Yeah, um, flick on that 13 and a half, So yeah, I'd probably take I'd take the dogs plus nine and a half into the under.
1: Yeah, well I heard a lot of people saying today straight away I'd take the thirteen plus on power round one. I'm not comfortable with many thirteen plus games, but with the outs now. At 2.15. The dogs, if you think they can grind one out, 4.50, 1 to 12, 13 plus. I'm more like the try win markets, as you know. Not many of those are listed at this point in time. Usually they're, they're up already, but that's not the case. Um, try score, I, I, I think that would be something I'd be looking at. But again, round one, I don't want to get too excited, but we're all on Parramatta. So moving off that game, Raiders Titans, the six o'clock slot on Friday. A bit of the death slot there, but hopefully a full crowd. Down at the Raiders, a bit of excitement to start the season. The Titans, a very, very different side. And Holbrook, as you spoke about before, obviously making a statement. Philip Semi, a new number one. Love it. He's got Peachy in with Watkins, so he's basically put Kelly on the bench. I don't know whether that's training or the fact that he can't tackle, but he's basically sent a fire a shot there. He's already put Pete's on blast that you're not just playing to be a hooker, you're playing for an aerial career in general. Lissone over from the Warriors starts immediately with Jared Wallace. Uh, you've got Cartwright getting a chance to redeem himself. Robert's partners, Taylor, to start with. The big concern here, Brimson, Mowiaki, Fotowaka, both out of the side off-season injuries and issues. Do they play? Do they not play? Uh, I just worry about the bench, but I tell you what, big congratulations to Jamin Joel. If he's played some cut the last few years, he's ripped tear, and busted for a couple of sides. I think he finished up at the Sharks, getting a debut for your mop, so clearly he's done the right thing. Mm. Uh, but looking at the flip side, I think we know what to expect here. You've got A back five, even with the players they've lost in Rapana and Lua that can roll. Bailey Simonson showed last year that when he played, good set starter, tackle breaker. Kotrick's in that mould as well. Nickel Klogstad's carry-backs outstanding. Curtis Scott, the new right edge we want to see, obviously. Bateman missing. Him and Williams have a combination from their time in Wigan, but for now it's going to be Corey Herzberg, Williams, Scott and Kotrick. Interested to see how that pans out. And then for you guys, I think the biggest improvement we want to see this year is edge defence. Last year, we knew they were poor all over the field, but some of the tries they conceded were just absolutely laughable, the Gold Coast Titans. So interesting to see what they can do um, as far as defense in the middle and then especially the edge decisions inside 20 because they were very, very poor. But I I like what he's done. Obviously, when he gets 5-2 acre and Brimson back in the side, you can expect that Semi probably goes back to a wing. Somebody might lose a spot there. Mm. Uh, Roberts, I guess, hopefully holds that position and he doesn't need to move him there and fight to Acre would definitely come back in and probably start with Wallace which would then give him an extra body on the bench and maybe pitch your leaf out of the way but I think the main thing you want to see here you're a Titans fan you want to see effort
0: yeah yeah well I want to see a different style of play I want to see a style, style of play of I want to see a style of play that's conducive to the side we've got and not trying to play like the elite teams in the competition when you don't have elite players yeah so I, all the talk is that they dusted Brisbane in a trial but I don't really care. It was a trial. Yeah. I want to see it round one. It's difficult opposition, difficult place to go. We traditionally haven't played well down in Canberra. We've got our asses handed to us a few times down there uh, in our history, short history, but Canberra looked good. Um, interesting that Curtis Scott is allowed to play, but the no-fault stand-down uh, rule just becomes more and more Nurky. confusing and C-mo's murky. Sebo's also and...
1: still, I think, under a cloud, or he's still being investigated for whatever happened in Fiji. I don't... They say basically it was a jail sentence had to be or the charge had to go over a certain amount of years. I think it was 10. I've completely lost track of it all, but a lot of people are confused about what's going on with that rule. So, uh, Interest to see, like you said, that right edge, how that works out there. I think Canberra's going to be very similar to last year. A run-heavy team that feeds off offload, second-phase play. When Bateman gets back, him and Whitehead chip in a little bit. The biggest thing you're looking for. They're missing for. a few, though, aren't they? They are. They've got a couple that they're still going to get back. But for this week, again... If they roll, take the pressure off, so Hodgson can jump out, take the pressure off the halves, and let those guys just play fast, flatten over the advantage line. Mm. They can roll for the time. What I will say is,
0: it's a good time to get Canberra as well.
1: Yeah, if you're going to get a million, the year. I, I would have liked to have had that.
0: it up up at uh, the Gold Coast, but this this has been the round one game we've played Canberra for the last few years. Round one, so yeah.
1: Well, at home, I not... it,
0: it has traditionally been at the Gold Coast. So
1: I don't want to say it's going to get ugly, but in
0: Canberra it round ugly. one at home. I, I'm I'm super confident in justin holbrook's ability to to get them to compete i I'm not saying that they won't win the spoon. I'm not saying that they'll win more games or that they'll be a top eight for it, but I think they'll compete uh a hell of a lot more than what they did last year because there were games last year where they just quit, yeah and that totally. they were pathetic and they played a style of play that just did not give them a chance to win no you mm-hmm. can't you can't play a a you know a Melbourne or a rooster style of football yeah with the players and the rosters that you've got. You need to coach the players to play uh, to suit the strengths of the roster that you have at your disposal. And I think Holbrook did a fantastic job of that at St Helens. He walked in and, and essentially didn't change the side at St Helens. He changed the style. He instilled a toughness. He set a good culture. Um, and he just he's articulate. He's intelligent. Uh, I really like everything that I've heard out of the Titans. I like the fact that I haven't heard a lot from Al Meninga. I like the fact that just... The All the talk quiet. is just it's shut good. up. It's good. Just get out and play now.
1: Well, the big things, like you said, more defensively, is PG got some spark back? Is Ash Taylor getting his body in front? Is Kevin Proctor playing better football? Is Bryce Cartwright cut the errors out and actually playing some good football? My only little concern here, again, obviously, because they're a lot on for a few players. Looking at the bench rotation, there's going to be a big ask got minutes from Wallace and Arrow in particular. is not a big minute player. Whitbread... Can chip in, Leaf is on debut Pete's might have to play some time even in the tight there Just to cover up, they're a bit light on yeah, I know. In their middle rotation
0: I'm excited. This is the first year in probably Four or five years where I've been really excited To see my team play, yep. round one
1: the Semi at fullback I'm interested to see Love it That's interesting, I Love really it. am looking forward to that Obviously like I said I don't think he holds the spot But he's probably the best ball runner in that team So, Do they move Peachy to lock possibly And put Kelly in the centres at some point to rotate that as well To get a bit more football out of him I don't know, but looking forward to seeing how they play and hopefully the attitude turn around for a few players. But tip from Mr Gossip, Raiders, tip from myself, Raiders at home. You're obviously, I'm, I'm assuming, going on the Raiders. Raiders, yeah. Expecting a Raiders, good effort from your yeah. team. Uh, team? Yeah, for them, team, player, player, play team. I wonder team. if
0: Laurie will be down there on the weekend. For Canberra. Maybe he'll blow the horn.
1: <laughs> 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 the Viking clap for the Canberra Raiders. Shit. Team, maybe Mal will go back as well and have a foot oh, in both Mal. camps. I'll tell you what. If you're a Canberra fan, I don't know if you saw it on your website, but look it up. The new Centre of Excellence they got down there, outstanding, down in Braddon. So they've, good. they've got a hell of a facility right
0: now. I love, I uh, love new facilities and yeah. if you're all, the, all club, the nerdy football stuff. It's it quite, is good.
1: Very exciting time. Sure, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's looking forward to watching this one. Horstberg in the back row. The psychopath Williams. See how he plays. The bench. Soliola Gula. He's got old out for backline cover. Harvey Lee can play as a middle or a nine if they want to take Hodgson off. That'll I guess depend on the way the game goes, and in the next few weeks, Bateman's not due back six, eight weeks. Mm. Something got suspended in the last trial. So. Want to
0: watch George Williams? I want to see how he goes.
1: Yeah, definitely that's one to look out and for. And Curtis Scott. And if Clockstad's developed a pass, they need more out of their spine as far as creativity is concerned this year. But all clean sweep on that one. The odds: a dollar thirty for the Raiders, three fifty for the Titans. Again, nine and a half is the line. Uh,
0: mm. I wouldn't be taking the line in this one.
1: Winning margins, so. 1-12, to 12, Raiders, $3, dollars 13 plus, 210 Gold Coast. What's t-
0: I'd take overs in total points in this.
1: Total points, 6 o'clock, 44.5. Yeah, I'd take over I think, in that. I'm with you probably there. That's one that I look at and go, yeah. I don't want to be too ruthless on them, but if they get them rolling through the middle and they bank some pressure, I reckon there'll be a front-rower try or a lock try. So if you're looking for a bit of sneaky value for any time, try scorer, Joshua Parley, or Joseph Tupine playing in the middle. Just because of that light rotation, a lot of minutes, if they do hold the ball and cycle well, put some pressure on, I think we're going to see big man crash out for the Raiders at home. So that would be my valuable bet of the week. Cowboys Broncos, the Friday night Bronx, but this time the kickoff of the new stadium, Queensland Country Bank Stadium for the Cowboys, and a very different looking lineup. Val Holmes injected into that spine, Esan Masters injected in that backline, drink water. First crack, and rightfully so, over Clifford with Michael Morgan. Granville is going to be rotating with Reese Robson off the bench. Maguire's out, so Asiata starts with McLean, Gavin Cooper. I don't know how much he's got left in his legs, but he needs to do a job. Cohen Hess needs to come back to life this year. Tamalola, you know he's going to do his job. It's a different-looking bench, though. Shane Wright is like a back-row, lock-type player, and so is Mitchell Dunn, so they're going for a mobile bench, along with Robson, who's a mobile nine, and Molo, good leg speed. Brisbane, you look at this side... Bird getting first crack at fullback. He's clearly off Azarco. He's even got to the point where he's put him on the bench as a rotation. There was talk this week because they're so light on middles with the injuries that Oates might play some time in the middle. And they roll Azarco in and Bird somewhere. like That That seems crazy. Jesse Arthurs, who spent some time at the Gold Coast, who come from Melbourne originally under Seabold in their 20s, he gets a crack on the wing. Croft, Milford, Turpin and, and Bird. It, yeah, the,
0: they seem heavy on outside backs and halves and hookers, but they don't the spine, have a lot of...
1: Middles, no, they? No, they've got injuries. They've got injuries. Lodge hurt a lot. Joel Fahengioui being suspended hurts. Ken and Palasasi probably out. wasn't ready to go. But, you know, he, he's got an ACL. Uh, Ricky, the kid I talked about, the New Zealand 18s captain, I'm pretty sure they can't get dispensation because they've still got a couple of players and they're 30 for now, so he can't mm. come in and help. You look at the bench and I've got the same concern here. Why is not playing for the Cowboys, I just think they've got a good rotation there and probably enough in their forward pack. Whereas I'm looking at Brisbane... And I'm looking at Reese Kennedy, who can probably only punch out 15, 20. Jamil Hopwade getting his NRL debut, possibly a bit of a lighter middleweight forward. He can play some minutes, but NRL is different to cut. There's going to be a huge demand here on Flegler, on Haas, who we know can play big minutes with Fida. Pangai Jr. on the edge should save him some juice. Carrigan's going to have to play big minutes too. Yeah. But if they're like they were last year, where they can combust and make errors and penalties and punish themselves, it bodes in the Cowboys' favour, in all honesty. Yeah. But we're looking at the Cowboys, much like Brisbane, the spine. This is a completely new spine. Croft, from what I saw at Melbourne, if they've brought him to be the organiser, I don't think that's his job. I think his best game is playing off the back foot and running the football. If they're going to hand him the keys and say, steer it around, I don't know how that's going to work. I think the best thing for them is just playing downhill, as you'd say. Getting over the advantage line, using these big boppers, offloading, and then Milford and Croft just going direct at them with Bird pushing through the middle. Get quick play the balls off your stags, your oats and all these guys. Get rolling and just try and play downfield on the Cowboys.
0: Yeah. I'd agree. Cowboys. I agree. Looking at Brisbane, I you know I like him one to seven, and you know I sort of like him from ten to thirteen. But
1: without Lodge, yeah, without offering no Lodge
0: and Turpin at nine, I don't know. I don't particularly like the Cowboys front row either. Like McLean didn't have a great year last year. Hopefully he can return to some form. Jake Granville has been ineffective. Asiata has been good, but I, Gavin Cooper, Cohen Hess truly really tell Malolo and then I look at the rest of the pack and go where's the meters coming from mm. so McLean's really oh, hopefully McLean's injury free and he's back to full health that wasn't a shot at McLean No, nah. uh, I'm just he's concerned about his, yeah, concerned about him being at his best foot fracture and knee problems, uh, had issues I, I, th- I think it's a matter of when Reese Robson takes the nine from Jake Granville and I think they're going to be a better side once that happens
1: and the other kid that we spoke about Cotter showed some spark last year I've watched him play mm. oh. this,
0: this, I honestly have no idea who will win this game none but I'm going to tip the Cowboys because it's of the new stadium. They've got that slightly, a little bit more to play for. But... I um, don't
1: think we see the best out of Holmes early. They've said that he hasn't been rushed into football shape. No, I, I, I like what I heard.
0: I, I said as much on the preview. I hope they haven't hammered him and just allow him to slowly come back into, into shape because you can just send the wrong message to the body and physiologically just cause injury. So... I like what they said Just give him a month Let him adapt And naturally The body will change And he'll have that adaptation um, In his engine And his muscles And the make up Of his body So uh, He looks good Like physically He looked good I saw him in a couple of interviews And um, He looks happy Yep. he wanted to go up there, you know. Like well, before partner. he went to the NFL, he, he there was murmurs there that he wanted to get a release to go to North Queensland. So well, his
1: partner's twin sister is married to Michael Morgan, well, and he's from there. So for yep. him, it's home, family, both sisters. Like it's, it's all. I think it's
0: a really nice fit, and I, I love the fact he's back from the NFL. I, I respect, totally respect what he did in the NFL, but he's a rugby league player, and don't want as many of those boys still playing and playing good footy. So hopefully he's. He can get back to his his best.
1: I just hope they persist with the Drinkwater-Morgan combination for long enough with Holmes to get things going.
0: Well, who who else are they going to go
1: to? Well, Clifford was the man who's been touted and everyone said he's the next one, and even Thurston said he was the next one. But I think Drinkwater brings something like Morgan a couple of years ago where he can just create something out of nothing. Well, what Drinkwater
0: brought in the nines was more than what Clifford brought in the last... Was it two years he's sort of been on the scene at the Cowboys? I think
1: fullback last year, he was a difference maker when he was playing. The big one here is Morgan. If the forward pack goes forward, Morgan needs to own this team. The time's come. After the grand final run and looking like he was going to own that football side, yes, he did have the green injury, a little bit of confidence. They've had some injuries the last two years, but he's in the same boat as McLean. There's a couple of guys that this year have to have a good season.
0: Bit of pressure on Esau Masters as well. Yeah. They're looking for an injection. He bailed out. um, He went there. I like Ben Hampton. Yeah. I think there's some nice changes in the Cowboys' back line. Very interesting to see More how Jake Bird goes.
1: More speed.
0: Jesse Arthurs, I, I was disappointed he left the Titans. Interesting to see how Darius Boyd goes in the centre. So th- yeah. there's a lot of things in this game that are. I just think a watch and see. Yep. And we'll react to it next week. And, and not even next week, Like just over the next month. See how these teams start the year, whether they get injuries, form, how that impacts the structure of the team. Yep. The well, team.
1: We're both on the Cowboys. Gossip, he's gone the Broncos and this one with the Bookies, it's dollar for the Cowboys, two dollars ten for the Broncos, minus two and a half. Probably a fair reflection. It's the total points? I think again, these games are always close, so depending on who you want, one to twelve, you get two eighty for the Cowboys, you get two three forty for the Broncos. Overs, unders, up in North Queensland, thirty eight and a half.
0: Tell so you a bet I'd have in this game either team by less than six and a half.
1: Yeah, that's probably a good one. I like that one. I'm with you there. Moving on. Newcastle. Kick-off Super Saturday against the Warriors, who are severely hammered in the forward pack as far as injuries are concerned. They let Lesone go, even though they had two confirmed ACL injuries with Bunty Afarra and Jackson Fry, and their bench makes no sense to me either. <coughs> so I'm not surprised that Tevita Harris has ended up being the six. I think he's proved that he's better than Nick Arima whose best spot is utility. They've played Egan at nine, which is no surprise because they paid... Good coin to take him off Penner's hands, but they've also picked Carl Lawton. So effectively, you've got two nines and a utility, and you've got two debutante middles on your bench. Mm. So Jermaine Tanoa-Brown, from memory, was part of a Melbourne system a couple of years ago, played some 20s. I don't know really where he's been since, but he's got a contract last second with them. Uh, and Elias Akatoa, who's come over from Rugby Unis, another one of these guys like Papa Lee who's got huge potential, is only 20, 21 years old, but... You look at that rotation again, and I say the same thing I said for the earlier games, between Armour, Burr, those two guys off the bench, they're going to have to be really, really disciplined with the football. They're going to have a huge toll on their back five and two of us, a Shek, Marmolo, Tua, Herbert, etc., to help carry them and Green to control them around the park because Armour, Burr, Blair's going to have to chip in Papali'i. They're going to run out of gas if Newcastle can do what they want to do, which is they're going to try and punch to the middle with these two origin forwards. Braley's now there. Ponger, I think, probably have a statement game here at home after the way things finished last year and if he wants this contract.
0: I like the uh, knights, man. I, I know people I, we copped a little bit of uh I copped a little bit of static from the uh from the fans about my prediction for Newcastle, but I like them. I like the coach. I think they're gonna they're in for a big year. Mate, big big year. They've, got, they've had some tough years, they're gonna have a bumper crowd.
1: Two dangerous Arvo. edges, it's a
0: real nine. I love their nines, genuine... I love, sorry, I love their centres. Schwein Jr. You like Shibba. and um, I like Tuala.
1: If does anyone watch Angry Boys out there with Chris Lee, and you know who Schwein is, it's Shimmer If you look at his headshot and look at little afro and Chris Schwain Lee, that's that mouse, mouse. I call him Schwein Shibusharky. Schwein Tuala got let go after only one year at the Cowboys in a bit of a rough patch, and he's already earned himself an extension. So clearly O'Brien backing these two youngsters. That's probably the key point for me right there. If they're going to be taking on that Warriors side, and they can get a role on, which I think maybe. A bit of an issue if Roger too, of shek can put some pressure on these guys inside, outside, Fusi two are now playing in the centres, etc. That
0: might be something. The that only target. hole I see for Newcastle is six. Yeah, I, I love man. Kurt Mann, but I'm not sure whether six is his position.
1: Well, the real question is, can he lock that down? Because if he doesn't, Phoenix Crossland was supposed to be the favourite yeah. coming for the twenties, and then they upgraded Tex Hoy, who's a fullback who also looks handy as just a ball runner in the front line. We know Piers can control the side. We know Ponga can chip in from the back, and we know that Brayley's going to be the steady option they've wanted. On top of that, I love Connor Watson. Connor Watson, yeah. with this forward pack, if they're tired, you want to bet right now, Connor Watson's going to score or on him the and Brayley. He's going to score. Hello. Watson will score on the weekend. They're,
0: you know, Adam O'Brien's done a fantastic job identifying that, like, they've got two lightning hookers.
1: No, Barnett, Fitzgibbon, two decent edge back rows who And it's going score. in that
0: mould of your Damien Cook. Get a few big boppers... Get some sharp uh, edge back rowers. Get a big lock with a good good engine, good footwork to create quick play the balls for your your gun uh, nines, and just get your halves rolling onto the ball. Uh, and you got Ponga and Pierce. It's just man, what what role does man play? Is, is Ponga going to play a little first and run. second receiver, and is man going to play more of that running role? Like is is going to finally, I guess, nail the mix between passing and running uh, because he's so good at both. So it makes it difficult for him, particularly when there is a bit of a void there with your your halves. Yeah, you need you, know, you place a little bit of pressure on him, particularly if they're not generating points in in good ball. He sort of might feel as oh, okay, I've got to go in and start passing now, rather than you know being released to run. Yeah. So I think offensively, I'm going to be very interested in two things. Firstly, how whether um, O'Brien's going to change their style very much, and just secondly how those key position players for Newcastle combine and whether this forward pack can be as dominant as what I think it can be.
1: Well, you look at it now, they've got Glasby to come off here, you know, just rolls and gets quick play of the balls. I hope Jacob can reach the potential of Daniel, but I also hope Daniel Safidi is not a one-hit wonder who plays Origin last year and that's it. Mm. He needs to kick on. Jacob needs to take a bit of fire and challenge his twin brother on the back of it. Nagan Guerra getting a run here. He's clearly had a decent off-season. He can play a few different spots. Watson doesn't even have to play nine. You can just put Watson on as a middle and let him run. He's solid... He's fast, he's lightning. If things go yeah, well provided here...
0: provided you get a certain style of game, like you, you have at least 50-50 possession or more than 50% possession, yeah. you certainly don't want to be doing that if you're dropping the ball and behind on the scoreboard.
1: I think, like I said before, for the Warriors, a lot of expectation is always going to be on the back three. Tuvasa Shek's going to have to carry, Ken's mm-hmm. going to have to carry. Fusi in the centre I don't like because I just don't think they're going to go forward enough to get him good ball. And that's I the think thing. they need like the if back you three.
0: Look at, yeah, you look at the Warriors forward pack, Armour, Egan and Burr,
1: Huge minutes are going to be needed to stop those Blair. two young kids. And then what do you do with the, the two utilities and the hooker? You're going to pull I might Tavita a Harris bit ridiculous off.
0: ridiculous here? I, I'd like to see Tavita Harris almost move to lock. And you know what? If they really struggle in the halves this year, throw throwing the six. Just say play. Well, run, I, run, I, I, run I like Tavita now.
1: Harris, but I just don't think the Nick Karima. Yeah, but if they get it. Okay, so if
0: they get an injury to either uh, Tavita Harris or Green, and Nick is struggling. You'd almost look and just go, listen.
1: Well, they've got another young kid who's now part of their top scored Paul Turner, who's come through and done all the right things, but it's a big toll for him to take. Mm. But he is 20 eligible, I think, well, still think this Harris, year.
0: Harris, particularly if you're not generating enough in the middle, he's wasted on that edge. But
1: he's another one. Like, he played no footies, fresh back from injury. Hiku was mm. under pressure to start the year off shoulder surgery, and they've already light in the middle. So and
0: move Fussy Tour in.
1: If, if Newcastle just hold first twenty twenty five, they're going to get love the back end of both halves. Mm. They can just grind them in the dirt and then pull them apart. I think.
0: All right. Let's look at
1: the odds. Pressure on Pearson Ponga this year to deliver after the way things ended and basically, for lack of a better word, dragging Brown through the mud at the back end. Newcastle a dollar forty two of the bookies. The Warriors two eighty five minus six and a half is a line. I said it before and I'll say it again. I don't like betting on blowouts in round one, but I have a feeling there's going to be a romping in Newcastle. So Knights no, 13 plus at 250.
0: I like it. Do they have a, um, a pick your own line? There's alternate lines at the yeah, moment. Yeah, alternate handicaps. Can I- imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. I go. I want to have a look at Newcastle minus three and a half.
1: You can't have that yet. You can pick your own line later in the week. So for now, you can only get two and a half at a dollar sixty. But as they add to the market, you can pick your own line.
0: I'm gonna have a look.
1: So that's what
0: I like. I like Newcastle by four. Yeah. Well, we're all six and a half. I don't. I don't love it. Mr.
1: Gossip. He's on Newcastle. We're both on Newcastle. I think that one. Self-explanatory, but very interested to see this new spine in action with Brayley there now. Man, if you can plug that hole and if the forward pack kicks on. There's a lot of guys there ready to deliver. Here we go. Moving on, South Sydney against the Cronulla Sharks. The Sharks, it's been an interesting week. Still missing a couple of bodies. They've already had to seek dispensation from the NRL to get Jackson Ferris into their 21 to cover a backline spot. Today it was said Morris is going. Now the Sharks have released another statement saying it's not the case. Basically, they've been trying to, I don't know, make a deal with the Roosters all the time to get a player or get compensation or get whatever, but everybody knows that the Sharks are over and you have to be under the cap by mid-year. So the Roosters are basically sitting there going, we'll just wait. We're not going to give you anything because you're over the cap. Yeah. And they can't get rid of Dugan and they can't retire him. Morris doesn't want to be there. Will he do his job if he has to stay? 100%. But they're also worried because at the moment, without Sherry and a couple of guys, they're a bit light on OBs. So well, And they are. The negotiations as of today, and the last thing I heard was the Roosters would take him, that alleviate cap pressure and they'd, send it's some, done. and they'd send some cash the other way. So the Sharks are denying it right now, mate, but by all reports... Budge tweeted it. Mate, it's a done deal. Bash said it's a done deal, but basically they're going to give some money the other way, get the cap pressure, get them was
0: back. A, was the figure that I heard. But they I were asking for
1: Pallassa Farmasuli, but... The roof just basically said, you're in no position to bargain when you're already over the salary cap yeah, and you <laughs> need to get rid of a player. And you have to sign two by mid-year. So they're going to have to upgrade someone and get someone else on the cheap to fill their 30 because you have to fill your 30. Yeah. So they're really no position here, the Sharks, unfortunately. They're waiting on some bodies. Moylan's not there, so Will Kennedy, who's perfectly capable, good ball player, will play fullback. Siena Katala, Moolie Tala's back from injury to play on the wings. Morris with Ramian for the time being. He'll probably play this one game and move on feeder off an off-season of having knee issues. Blake Braley, can he play the full 80? Clearly they don't think he can. They've put Connor Tracy there as an impact utility player. Nakora, Wade and Jack Williams. It's an outstanding back row. It's a good starting forward pack. Um, Toby Rudolph was the best Queensland Cup player the year before he did his ACL, so looking for him and Ueli to be that middle rotation. Sorenson's safe. I thought they would have gone with Magulius for a bit of variety there, but uh, I just, like I said before, too much noise, couple of injuries. I don't trust Johnson. I just think maybe this might be a drama year for the Sharks and not having a home base, even though Cogger is not too far. Yeah, I,
0: this is a difficult Shark one.
1: Shark Park we've been to. It's a special place, and I'm sure every Sharks fan will say the exact same thing. You know the what? they
0: going to Jubilee, which is the home of their hated rival. So yep. I hope the Sharks travel, but I, I don't know. That'll be interesting to just wait and see what happens, but... Uh, really interested to see how the troll Mitchell goes at one. Yeah, and look, that's again something you're just going to have to have a look at over the next month. But from it's not going to be seven, instant. One to seven, they're as good as anyone in the competition. Yeah. They've got the best nine in the comp, or the most impactful nine in the comp. Um, Cameron Murray at twelve, I don't love. I don't But do I, get the, I get the impression that Knight will start at 13, and after 20 minutes, they'll sub Knight off, move Murray in, and then move probably low to the well, back row.
1: You look at the bench. Johnston, to me, basically doesn't get a run unless they need cover. is going to play purely as a middle. Nichols purely as a middle. So Totola and Burgess are going to have to carry a fair load. and/or Murray, and Knight are going to have to roll, and they're going to have to play well, those guys. Well, that's how I do it. I'd,
0: I'd roll Murray into lock. Ethan Lowe will probably Roll Knight come to back off and row. throw, yeah, Lowe in the back row. I
1: still stick by what I said. They're a bit light on, and I don't think Johnston will see out the rest of the year or somebody else and they'll try and get Mago on their book. But Mago this week, they confirmed after that Ripper game of the weekend, Torres peck. So even if they wanted to get him in, they're now going to have to wait. I, eight, I like eight, the 12th. look of
0: this, uh, the Sharks' side on paper.
1: I really like the look of the forward pack. Yeah. I like Ueli and I like Rudolph.
0: I at 13.
1: I do too. I love it. This is the thing. This is why it pained me to leave them out. I just It's more the noise and the injuries. I can't trust Moyle and Johnson, these guys to last a full season. Wade Graham's had some issues the last year or two. Hopefully, he stays healthy. But that forward pack with Ueli and Rudolph, who I think is going to be great coming
0: on. Pressure on the halves. Big if they stay on healthy. The well, Johnson needs to work
1: in with Townsend.
0: Townsend needs to be better as well.
1: Mate, last year with Flanagan, though, he was, he was fine. He had his best six or seven games. Johnson's the, the cog here that's really throwing things out for him. Sean that. Johnson's just got to play better, Bro- mate. Me. He needs to earn up to the price tag. The Warriors let him go. He didn't want to get the million. Flanagan left a ticking time bomb and they lost his son as a mm. Sean Johnson has to deliver, mate. I like the wing pairing of Mully Taylor and Catala. Good yardage, plenty of excitement. Uh, I think they can give him a bash up, to be honest, in the forward. So the big one here is the back line. The back line's going to have to contribute. They're going to have to be good at a yardage, good set starts. Reynolds to kick him to a victory. I'm all go back to the point you said before, though. I think if they lose the middle. That stem is cook, and the reason I don't like Murray on the edge is because he's got the best play the ball, I think, in the competition. Mm. So they're still going to need him to come in, I think, every so often and try and get a play the ball they can roll off the back of. And that bench is going to be used sparingly. Yeah. I'm going to go south, but I think this is going to be a close game. South, close, yeah, agree. Mr. Gossip, he's on board with South as well. Clean, sweep, and South Sydney with the favourites. Dollar sixty two with the bookies, two thirty for the sharks, minus four and a half the line. Again, for me, if you're going to have a bet on this one. It's a 1-12 to 12 game either way, if you're asking me. 1-12 for the South would be 280. For the Sharks, it'd be 375. This is another one I could see going under 6.5. Yeah,
0: I'd go South minus 3.5 again.
1: Total points, 42.5. I think this will be a bit clunky, in all honesty, with new spines. Or not so much a new spine for the Sharks, but...
0: I think South will win by a try. There you go.
1: It's a close game. Head A-J. to head. Interesting to see how that one pans out. And then... The piece to the resistance on Saturday night. The Chookies, the defending premier, is coming out to the Golden West. The Benroth Poutles. We're going to be
0: there. Let's go, Poutles!
1: I think he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. A lot of sad fans there. Dylan Edwards oh. injured. Caleb Aikens gets first crack at fullback. Everyone who's listened to the season preview knows my opinion. I wanted to see I go there. A bit like Moylan. Not for the set starts, but to have that ball player and have Burton go in. Gives you a left and right foot kicking game. Two strong runners. But they've gone with Aikens. Um, I'm just concerned that that has someone, again, like Edwards, like Dallin previously, who can't pass. Mansour, under huge pressure, in my opinion, him and Farray to play well. Otherwise, Crichton's taking someone's jersey. Stephen mm. Crichton, he's on the bench. Ty will be great in yardage. Naden will be good there. Tamao, Terevano, kick out Yo Martin this week because will still injured. Fisher-Harris is fresh off surgery, so I like the fact they're starting him off the bench. Layoto, you know what he's going to do. Hetherington hopefully has a better year this year. If full strength and things go well Capewell comes back Yo's pilot rotation with Fish those middles they're going to be very dangerous they're going 100%. to have two dynamic edge players they're going to have very mobile middles Yo's in the right role there watching that trial the other week like I said before some guys you watch it back row it's not a matter of lines or not being able to play the role but just when he moved in in the middle the other week and he had the footwork against Parramatta he was almost beating plokes or getting quick play the was a rolling through every time Yeah. him, Fish through the middle with out Tetevano I just think that's his spot um if the spine thing doesn't start working and the fullbacks can't pass, I know they've just re-signed Edwards to years. I question them why they've done that. I don't know if they're saying what I'm saying. You're the smarter one out of Manu as far as coaching. Am I insane to keep saying what I'm saying about Burton going to six and Luai going to one to have that guy who's just an X-factor who can sweep both sides of the field, do sum up a 2v1, has the ability to run in good ball? Am I nuts?
0: Well, the answer to that question is that Jerome, Luai, they want to play him in the six. Simple as that. Could Luai play one? Yes, he could. But are they a better side? Are they a better side with Luai at one and Burton at six? Maybe, but That's they're I obviously mean. thinking that Luai is going to be the long-term six.
1: I just, so I think, and Burton's... you know, we all, we
0: have this argument from time to time with you know like it, within our coaching. You don't move someone from their chosen position or well, the Matt position they was want to play. Supposedly
1: a six two and he but just We're not talking about we're not talking
0: about the past. We're talking about right that, now. But Jerome is... Luai. Um, when i was coaching him at Penrith in the 16s and 18s and 20s he was a six yeah, well, um, he floated a little trade. bit at um floated a little bit at uh, at at fullback but purely came through the grades with nathan cleary as a six they've got a pairing uh, they've got a partnership they've got uh, a strong relationship off the field so you know they they paid him decent wedge as well so you know i, I think that's the that's the long term Harvest pairing for the Panthers. Luai's now going to own that jersey this year. Well, I think... Because if they have issues at one, the, 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 the point is, right, that Dylan Edwards is going to come back in, what, a month? And he's going to be the one. So you're not going to move Luai to just plug that hole when you've got Aitkins or... Um, you know, there's a few others there. Like, Farah's played fullback. There's a few guys. Naden's well, played a had bit of I
1: think Charlie Staines won the 20s part of the year for him and he got upgraded. Yeah. He's another fullback. so... Look, and I'm
0: not inside those four walls anymore, but but just know that Lua and Cleary... I know where you're coming from. I was, I was from. fortunate enough to, to go through, essentially through the grades with them, 16s, 18s, 20s, and they were always a halves pairing.
1: Yeah, I get that.
0: So I just think the message in that selection is the... And, and I don't not think that this, this conversation hasn't been had within those four walls. I'm sure mm. they've tossed that up because they know that I could definitely play one. But for the cohesion of the team and the long-term stability of the team and the best thing for the team and, you know, if that's going to be his long-term position, that's where you're playing. You don't move him to, to spec for the hole for a month, particularly at the I'm start of the year.
1: I'm not seen as a SPAC for the I'm seen so, as permanent. But that's yeah, well, my opinion. Well, and I think that's Burton... what,
0: going back to my original point, what that selection tells you is that he's going to be the long-term six for the Panthers.
1: Well, I hope it works out for him. But if it's not, I hope they've got that in the back of their mind. And I know that it's signed Edwards, but I disagree with it. I think it's a mistake.
0: Well, again, that, that tells you everything you need to know.
1: So, We'll see how that pans out. Hopefully for the Panther fans, that is the case. I think Coruscant is going to be great for him. We've finally got someone who can hold up markers, manipulate the ruck, get those guys out of the forward line. out looked huge in the nines, hopefully fit firing and no injuries. He's going to be so damaging that edge. It's now Nafe's team. We've said it the past. Him and Maloney played better without one another. Hopefully he has a big year and silence some people. He looked good, man, in that He's a lot of flack. And uh, he's young. He's still a baby. Let him go. For the Roosters, I think this is a simple game. You can't expect too much. If you pen If this is the best time to get the Roosters. Yeah. They've had lots of international representation. They had a month in Europe. They played no trials. They're waiting for Morris, so Crichton's plugging at one centre. You've got Flanagan on a new right edge they're going to be working with. They've got two different back rowers. Tupanua's going to play there this week along with Orbison. The bench, though, you've got Butcher, you've got Liu. They're good players. Verrills, you've got plenty of options there. But ideally, Corner, who's getting rested, comes back in a couple of weeks. They get Morris over. Crichton goes back. Their bench looks great again. And then they've still got depth. You've got Farmer Suley and a couple of other guys that are pushing through. Uh, I think, yeah, the big question this week, and I'd expect it, they're just going to go to Trent Robinson's principles. He's going to be expecting them to kick well, Defend hold the football, well. play simple. And if penalty forget their opportunities, you know what they're going to do. They're going to give away penalties if they feel that like they're under threat. And that's the main thing they're going to do. They're just going to try and defend their way to an ugly win. I reckon early doors. Yeah, they will. Uh, and interesting to see how Flanagan goes. Kiery's going to obviously be more dominant, but I really think Flanagan's a good player. Um, good, good player, player. He's now there. The yeah, heir apparent to Cronk. Is this the real deal again this year? We're going to we're going to see with this side. They will not beat themselves. Can Tedesco go to another level? I hope so because he's excellent to watch, and especially when he plays for New South Wales. Mm. Joey Marnett. I've said it on his day, just as good as Latrell Mitchell as a centre and probably more consistent. Is he going to have a great year? I hope so. And again, Tupanura and his flashes, Tokiaho. I just love watching Jared. I know everyone hates Jared. He's a side I love Jared. Liu, so underrated as well. Radley, hopefully keep improving. Should be a ripper. If you're a riff person, get on Beer Hill. Get a super driver. We
0: will be at Beer Hill. It's going to be packed. It's going to be great. Winning the head for Henley on the weekend. Who's your tip, Rock?
1: Panthers. You know what? I think I'm as nuts as you because of those slight changes in the home game. I think I've got a bit of hope, a bit a bit of nos as we like to call it. I'm on the pennies as well. Yeah, gossip. He's on the Roosters. Completely understand why. I just think if they're ever going to beat him, this is the time. Round one, couple of changes, couple of holes, couple of blokes rested. Not much football under their belt. Parent full full preseason, uninterrupted. Guys healthy. Uh, bar Kate. Well, good time to get him. Two seventy five of the bookies are the Panthers. A dollar forty five for the Roosters. Rightfully so, defending premiers. Minus six and a half is your line if you think it's going to be close, Brock. You could take the six and a half start there. That's probably I'm
0: going to take the Panthers head to head. What are they? Two seventy
1: five. Oh, if you like the one to twelve and a year, four dollars if you want to boost your nah, odds even more. i just
0: going Penny's head to
1: head. Uh, total points for a Saturday night in Penrith. What's the line? Forty and a half. I'd say under for that. What's the line? The line six and a half.
0: Mm. Yeah, take Penrith six and a so half. If you think they yep. yeah. Yeah. Good one, that one. I'll change that. I'll go six and a half. Panthers, six and a half.
1: There you go. Storm. Travel to Brookvale. Will we see another punch on? Hopefully not for our sake. Hopefully. Four o'clock Sunday. Absolutely outstanding. And whether Desi was playing silly buggers as usual or they're just foxing, Adam Finua-Blake wasn't supposed to be back to round four named to start in the front row. (laughs) Jake Travojevic wasn't supposed to be back to round two or three starting at lock. Thompson, Siren, Tapau, it's an awesome forward pack. Uh, well,
0: I, I think Treboivich will play.
1: The big question we obviously had was Danny Levi. I liked him at Newcastle. Did he get enough chance to develop? Can he develop under Des? If anyone's going to get the best out of him, it's him. But Levi and Croker as your nine rotation and cover is not the same as Farnu and Coruscant. So they've definitely lost something there. Mm. You definitely can't lean on Farnu, Blake and Jake too heavily after off-season surgery. And the way they've named their bench says to me that they're going to roll heavy in their middles, because they haven't even picked Waddell. They've picked Morgan Boyle, who's purely a, a prop, Kepi, who's a prop lock, and oh r Artu can play back row, but he's the size of a house right now, I'm assuming, they're rolling three heavy middles to try and counter for those guys. You know Tapau can go long. Siren and Thompson will play a full game. The back line stayed similar to last year, obviously. Fuah Parker, asuli and Ruben Garrick, I think, from Melbourne, the new center pairing, something to be targeted. Olan proved last year on that left edge that he's a handful. He'll be marking up on Suli. He's very aggressive defensively. Seve is the one I think is going to see some traffic if they get to that other edge on the right-hand side. Mm. I think Seve will be definitely challenged. Tim and Vunavalu. vunavalu has got the tendency to shoot in there. That other side of the field, I'm pretty sure is Parker Tafua, but I think Tom and Dylan Walker will be the ones that are trying to put pressure inside, outside of him. Nelson is off Solomona, extended bench, still has a hamstring problem. Hopefully, that's just foxing by Melbourne. Bromwich, starting with Kamika Mika, the back row, ever reliable, Felice, Kenny, Dale, Tino on the bench. I'm looking forward to watching him this year before he goes to your blokes. I think he's going to be a big factor for Melbourne. Mm. Max King from your mob, a guy that I think is really solid, I think he'll put a good contribution in. When Nelson comes back, if him and Tino hold down the bench and Harry Grant can do a good job until we get Brandon back and then they roll Welch in. I think it's a really good one to 7-8. My question for Melbourne, same as last year, is Hughes' the long-term 7? Has the development of the off-season made him a better player? I don't know, but I know one thing. Cameron Smith's kicking game and Munster's kicking game is obviously more important now without Croft. Even though I thought his wasn't great. But Jerome Hughes, if he's had a full off-season, at least I know one thing compared to Croft. He's going to dig in the line. He's going to give Felice good football and he's just going to do his job. And they've yeah. proved two years in a row that you can make it to a prelim and a grand final basically without half-back. There's too
0: many question marks over Manly side. I think Brookvale's a huge advantage, but Melbourne always start the year strong.
1: I'm only taking Melbourne, even though all those players got named for Manly purely because I think they're 18 in a row or 19 in a row or something stupid yeah, so in round one.
0: I'm going Melbourne.
1: But Brookvale with everyone on board, and they've named everybody.
0: Couldn't get a better, Manly
1: could better easily game. win with their full-strength lineup. This is close to full-strength, but the question's on hooker. Fenua Blake, Troboyovich minutes, Walker, Cherry Evans in the halves again. Tom's back. Can he stay healthy this year? Does Origin hurt? We're gonna see. But Munster hopefully steps it up. I thought he started outstanding last year, back into the year very quiet. Hmm. Pappenhausen proved that he owns that jersey again. Hopefully no second year syndrome. Vunavalu has been hit and miss the last twelve months. I hope him and Adokar finish with a bang before they move on from the storm as well. Yeah. So on the storm. Gossip going for the Eagles. You're on the storm as well, I'm assuming. Yes, Storm. 2.20, uh, the Manly Seagulls. If you're a Manly fan and you like them at Brookie, Melbourne, $1. sixty-five. Three 3.5 is the line on this one. Again, close game as far as I'm concerned. This could be an under 6.5 game because they just hate each other so much. 1-12, mm. uh, to 12, if I was going to have a margin bet, would be the go. Manly, 1-12, 3.50. Storm, 1-12. to 12. And the last game of the round, Brock, is the Dragons down in the Wollongong against the Tigers. And as far as these two teams are concerned... Dragons, big off-season, changed their attack under Jamie Sheppard and Flanagan, the old Sharks regime coming in. I think you saw in the charity shield. I know we can't get much off a trial. When they started on the field defensively, they were much more resilient. They look more like the side from the year prior. When they rolled some interchange players on there, they got rolled through.
0: I like their starting 13.
1: Eh? I like their side, I do, but the bench host will have to play as a middle. Fumano, what's his plan there? Marin's going to play as a middle. Billy Britton for Isaac Luke. Does Luke had enough time with his forward pack? Oh, no offence to James Graham. I've said the last few years, I think he's well past it. I really do. I think he needed to retire.
0: This is such a watch and see game.
1: It is. Frizzell and Sims have switched sides. For some reason, they were talking to Ben Hunt's benefit. So that means Frizzell, I think, is now on the left-hand side with Corey Norman. I have no doubt that's the edge they're going to be going to because we know that Joey is a bit of a loose cannon defensively. Yeah. If Benji has the tendency to jump in. He's on that side of the field. Nofaluma cut off Joey in the trial against the Warriors. And then Luciano was at the Dragons, so they know him back to front. Hopefully, he's fit and firing. He looked okay the other week in that trial. But again, the Leila Lewis next to each other with Benji and Offaluma. That's the that's the edge they're going to be going at. Mm. Lomax, how does he play at one? Is his ball playing improved? Is he a factor there? Is it more a running game? Uh, massive year for Norman and Hunt. Both huge pay packets. Both are at origin. Need to do better. They've made a statement already. Braden with the army back from the Catalans Gets a start at Aiken. Aiken's in the reserves. Lafayette's in a contract year. Ravalawa, Saab, Cody Ramsey, he was good. In the Nines are all competing for a spot. Pereira to me, I can't believe he got dropped last year. Then he had that neck injury. He's their most consistent winger, and he holds that spot for a reason. Mm. But they're forward packed. They need more out of Laurie. Graham has to be solid at minimum. I thought he struggled last year. Merrin, hosts because it's the same story every week. Vaughn, Frizzell, Sims carry things. They roll their bench on. They struggle. Same shit, block shapes. Same attack. Defense just went out the window last year. Mm. Flanagan's hopefully brought a bit of that steel back. Apparently, the attack's going to be more direct, more fast to suit the running games of Hunt and Norman. McInnes is a big blow, though, as well. On the Tigers, just as many questions. McInnes is
0: a massive blow. Huge. If Isaac Luke's anywhere near his best form, it's a suitable replacement.
1: Yeah. For the Tigers, I look, and similar to what I've said about a lot of them, the front row worries me. It's a very mobile pack, but LIA and 12 are going to be expected to play big minutes because McKaylee and Musgrove aren't big-minute players. Hmm. So to me, if the Dragons can roll them in the middle early and grind their way through that, you know that Vaughan and these guys play longer minutes and get over the top of them. I think they can find some love up the guts. And Billy Walter's playing at nine. I think he's a good attacking player, but if they're on the back foot all day, they can hammer him too. Yeah. And Reynolds coming off the bench can make an impact but again as a defender in the middle I don't trust him long term either mm. so between that right edge and the middle I think that's where the Dragons are going for the Tigers you know what you're going to get they're going to roll strong at yardage not for them he's got a great carry is going to join in on that Dewey first start's going to be at centres because he's a bit new to the club not playing one Thompson holds that spot Brooks and Benji you know, are going to be solid coordinate things but I think it's a big ask on that forward pack which showed last year that they can be a nuisance value and stand up and definitely have the attitude of their coach, Michael Maguire. But I think this is a fairly even game. I'm leaning towards the Dragons purely because it's in Wollongong, but it wouldn't surprise me if the Tigers
0: yeah, won. Yeah, I'd, I'd pick home team.
1: So that's uh, basically where I've gone for the time being. But, yeah, few but questions. I, I've
0: got no idea who wins that game.
1: Yeah, I'm similar. A
0: few questions, but... I'd go the overs in um, points.
1: This could get loose. It could, or it could be an absolute stinker as mm. far as attack goes. You don't know with those spines, but... Mr. Gossip, he's on the Dragons. Clean sweat there. They're dollar eighty, two dollars for the bookies. Still fairly even in that regard. Total points, 40.5 for a 6 o'clock game there on the Sunday night. 1-12 to 12 Dragons, $3.00. And the Tigers, 1-12, 20 13-plus, I think, unlikely either way. Three seventy five for the Dragons, 13-plus for the Tigers. Uh, yeah, it's basically an in-depth look,
0: Brock. It is. For Gossip,
1: as we said before, we named our ladders and all our... Predictions last week, so if you're interested in those, hop on, make sure you listen to that season preview before things kick off this week. Mr. Gossip sent through in order his top eight and he had the Roosters first, the Storm second, the Raiders third, Manly fourth, Eels fifth, Panther sixth, Broncos seventh and the Dogs scraping in eighth. Wow. So, Premiers, he picked the Storm. And Gossip that he sent through, some stuff that most people have already seen, but one of them, uh, Ben Murdoch-Basilla, obviously at Warrington, played some time here for the Panthers, the Tigers, very, very young. He's coming back, but not till next year for the Warriors on a three-year deal. So interesting to see how he goes over there. You've got Darius Boyd's letter this week in his retirement. I thought that was an absolute ripper. The letter, I don't know if you saw that box head. Very classy, but he's not going to play those games and try and fight for that option for next year. He's put it to sleep, but this is going to be his last season, which I think is the right thing to do for Darius Boyd. Um, if you haven't seen the letter anyone out there, look it up, Darius Boyd's retirement letter. It's an absolute pearler. Morris to the Roosters, we spoke about earlier. It's basically what we've done. The Sharks are denied, but it's going to happen. They need the cap space. They need to have 30 by June. Oh, yeah. It's the only way it can happen. Barger said it's happening. Uh, it's it's got to happen, mate. And the Eels, they're pushing for a long-term deal for Reed Mahoney. It hasn't been locked in yet. They've locked in lane, but that's the next one they're pushing for. So they're looking for a three- or four-year extension to keep him there. Yeah. And Edwards, we all know about, two-year deal. Mm. Signed, sealed, delivered. So there you go basically done for week one as we said as the year goes on there'll be reviews power rankings will come later on all those kind of bits and pieces fan questions gossip to yeah. this week we'll keep it short and sharp but it is short and sharp I'll give a shout out there I've had a few people send some stuff through and ask for bits and pieces Gary I don't know how to pronounce your last name properly but I'm going to try uh, Jar Jura he asked if he could come and have a chin wag. it's very very hard to get people on and have a bit of time but he's wrote a rugby league book it's 700 Clichés of Rugby League, in Amazon and Paperback are two places you can get it. I'll put a link up there for Gary, but he's had some time on TV. It's nah, not Cousin Gary, is it? No, not Cousin Gary. He's had some time on TV. He's worked for the ABC, ESPN, a couple of these bits and pieces, had a bit to do with a couple of movies, but he's got a book, Rugby League Clichés, 700 of the best, so I'm assuming it's all the stuff, like full credit to the boys and all these bits and pieces, so... If you are keen for a laugh, look that one up there. It's called Rugby League is a Winner. So there you go, mate. There's your plug. But as far as interviews and chats, we're a bit short on time. and It's very, very hard to plug things. As I said before, we are now on Spotify. So if you've been looking for that one, the fifth and last is now on Spotify. Rate and review us on iTunes. We're looking for that. Share us. Plug us. Tip and comp. The link Brock, Was busted for some reason. I don't it's know not why. Not
0: busted, mate. Everyone's signing up. I posted it.
1: Well, they're not because they're all sending me things. Again. It's broken. It's I messaged, not broken, man. I messaged ESPN tipping. They've got no clue. I sent them a photo of the error code. They've got to fucking fix it because they're screwing. There's
0: no right error now. code because I'm getting all the emails saying people are signing up.
1: Yeah, well, I'm getting people saying they can't. So yeah, well, I don't know. I've emailed. Sort them. it out. I tried to use it and it didn't work. So yeah.
0: Well, you're a retard.
1: I'm not. That's the internet. And I've sent it to them and they're saying they're looking at it. So anyone for the tipping comp, we'll keep posting that. Probably put up a few super coaches for everyone there. I don't really look at it, but I'm happy for the fans to be in a couple of comps together. Um, and yeah, that's about where we're at, mate. Mm. For another week. Down and dashed it.
0: Enjoy mm. the footy, It is and Huge. Generally. If you want to share a super dry, see me on the hill. I will be sampling some from the fine taps of Penrith Beer Hill.
1: And you know the best part. When you're a member and you're a local, it's just as cheap as drinking at your local. It's not $9 or $10 and shit mid-strength or any crap like that. You bring your Panthers card, you get yourself a nice tray, you put four on the front of you, you pay about $22, and you just put them in your face. You sure do. It's a great time. But there you go, round one. It is here. Rugby league is back, bro. If you want to have a bet, everyone, rip in. I don't know if I'll be going too crazy the first few weeks because it's always a bit unpredictable. Uh, but have you got anything you really, really like this week, bro, before we go? Is there anything that really tickles your fancy?
0: Not particularly. Not particularly. I really like the Panthers, so I'd say if I was going to have a bet this weekend, I would go Panthers plus six and a half into Newcastle minus three and a half into the Storm.
1: Well, I had a, a three-leg multi that I really like, and again, I know you get dirty about simple multis, but right now, if you get in early enough, I like the Eels, the Raiders, and the Knights. If you got that, you probably get about 250. Yeah. If you want to straight out, I think the only game this weekend, I'm super confident in being a blowout, would be Newcastle. I think Newcastle could light up the Warriors at home. Mm. And I like Connor Watson to get a meat pie over there. So.
0: And it's always just go the opposite at times. The Warriors could light up the nights, and we're sitting in next Uh, week going, "What the hell? What happened? happened." That's what
1: happens in round one." Like two years ago, when you thought the Titans were going to go great, and I think Canberra put a hurt on them. They got murked. You you were dumbfounded, absolutely dumbfounded. They didn't score a point. So
0: yeah, story of my life. (laughs) Story of my life. (laughs) Uh, Good times. You just expect nothing, and you get nothing. Great. And before we go, Matt, the last one,
1: as we said before, Penrith Soul Centre back on board this year. They are the major sponsor of the show, and potentially another one in the pipeline from one of our Been loyal joking. listeners. We've got a bit of conversation going on at the moment to get another one, but we've had plenty of people jump on board, as we've said before. You support our sponsors. They support us. We really, really appreciate it. We've had plenty of people get on board with Jake at Penrith Soul Centre, Wayne Stoneman, and lots of other people <laughs> sent posts last year and the year previous. They would vouch for the company. There's going to be ticket promos from the boys. they are giving away a family pass this week for the Roosters and Panthers game, so if you're keen for that. Penrose Soul Centre they're now on Twitter they're on Instagram on Facebook we'll share that one and look no further mate your bills are going up everyone's bills are going up I work in that sector trust me it's now privately owned the bills aren't going down anytime soon help yourself especially in summertime. cut your bills in half put a little bit in your skyrocket back pocket Uh, the savings are worthwhile Mm. it's one of those things it's just a necessity moving forward I think it's a long term investment but it's a worthwhile investment so Penrose Soul Centre Look them up, get on board. Thank you to Jake and the boys, and hopefully announcing another sponsor next week for the fifth and last Rock. Hope so. But A huge season ahead. iTunes, Spotify, sorted, audio boom. Round one is upon us. Have a bet, enjoy a couple of beers, and for now, enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league.
0: Bring it on, give us more, give
1: us more. Where are you going? Where, what, 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 what's going on here? Is that it?
0: Is that it?